All right, everybody, what's going on? Uh, crossover episode coming at you, and Kyle and myself, along with John Chick from Locked On New York Rangers. And a simple question I got, you know, my co host and the host of the show that the Avalanche has played. In one word, summarize the Avalanche seven to three win over the Rangers. Kyle, go. Awesome. John? Rough. <laughs> All right, everybody. What's going on? Welcome to this special crossover episode of Locked On Avalanche and Locked On New York Rangers. I am Chris Maselli, along with my co-host, Kyle Sullivan of Locked On Avalanche. And with me is Mr. John Chick from Locked On Rangers. What's going on, fellas? Just kind of reeling from that defeat there, but uh, other than that, doing pretty well. Obviously, the Rangers had played well before tonight, so uh, overall, doing pretty good over here. You have nothing to complain about. Well, I mean, you can. You, you, you do have something to complain about. The, that, that, was, that wasn't really the best showing, but the Rangers have been doing exceptionally well. So overall, I'm sure you are, are still very happy. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I think, you know, we were actually talking about this, Chris and Kyle, just before we hit record there. But uh, to the point that you made before we started doing this episode, yeah. this is the kind of loss that, you know, you lose seven to three, you basically get dominated in just about every aspect that you can possibly be dominated. You're not going to get hung up if you're a Ranger fan over one or two plays like, oh, man, the Rangers hit the post there. The Avs got a lucky bounce there. It was nothing like that at all. Uh, this was, again, just basically thorough domination. The Rangers looked like a team. It was playing the second game of a back-to-back. They were just a half-step slow, and I don't know how many teams they would have beat tonight playing the way that they did. Uh, you're certainly not going to beat the Avalanche playing that way, though. Kyle, thoughts? We needed this win. Um, it's it's <laughs> After especially starting this road trip, getting embarrassed by Toronto, having this same opposite effect on a contending team does good for the Avalanche fan base and the team going forward, especially getting Nathan McKinnon back in the fold. So... Yeah, I mean, it, it is definitely a, a win that, you know, you, you wanted to have if you're an Avalanche fan and, and going into, uh, you know, Madison Square Garden, everything that comes with that. This is the last game of a five game road trip. So if you win this, you finish your road trip on a positive note, with it, you know, which they finished at three, one and one. And like you said, like the the, the way that it started, uh, what the Rangers experienced was what the Avalanche went through on their first road game against Toronto. That was like horrific. Um, But it's nice to see that they turned it around and they ended it on a good note. How much do you take away of, you know, let's get real. Like, yeah, I mean, it was a good performance by the Avalanche, but the Rangers had a goalie that never sniffed NHL ice before. What do you take away from that, John? Do you, you, I mean, you said, I know it's a back-to-back, the second game of back-to-back. Would it have mattered? Um, I mean, I think, you know, if Igor Shosturkin is in there, maybe the final score doesn't get quite as out of hand as it did. But, you know, if you watch this game, I mean, the Avalanche ended up with seven goals. And, you know, some of them were the result of just the Avs being the Avs, basically. You know, there were some highlight real beautiful goals in that game. Uh, I think by that same token, there were probably at least two that Adam Huska should have been able to to grab there. I realized, you know, rookie making his NHL debut, there's got to be some jitters. Um, and then there were a couple where I thought his defenseman kind of left him out to dry. So right. yeah, you know, I mean, I, I think if Igor Shosturkin is there, you know, maybe the final score is like five to three instead of, instead of seven to three possibly. But I think, you know, the way the avalanche were playing and the way the Rangers were playing in this game here tonight, 
Um, yeah, I don't think it would change the result. I, I think the Avalanche come out of here with two points and uh, the Rangers basically just come out of here with nothing. <laughs> and it was a little, you know, the, the first period was, you know, a, a good period. Rangers had the lead going in. Uh, I think when when McKinnon got his goal and it was that like one arm shiver goal that he put in, you know, that's something where you're like, OK, maybe now that they're settling in uh, that this kid's going to have a, a, a rough night. And that's kind of what it turned out out to be. What do you take out of this, Kyle, with the fact that, yeah, the Avalanche played well, um, but, you know, they, they were going up against um, a rookie goalie, which I might say I'm almost positive, John. I believe Shesterkin's first ever game was it not against the Avalanche? It was, and I, it I didn't was. Even think of that until um, until you know maybe like ten minutes or so into the game. I was like, you know, we got this young goalie making his debut. Igor Shesterkin debuted against that the happened. Avalanche, yes, and actually beat them after a bit of a slow start. He did. So. I think McKinnon scored yeah. a goal like a couple minutes in, and then he really shut him down after that. So never a slam dunk. I mean, I think much more was expected of Shesterkin, uh, but still, Kyle. I mean, do, do you? I guess, min- you know, I don't want to say minimize the win, but you kind of take it with a grain of salt because of who was in net for the Rangers. Uh, kind of. I think John alluded to it in a way um, when he was talking about the Rangers had to basically walk away with no real. And I think once the game started shifting the momentum towards the Avalanche side, the Rangers really had nothing to lose here with um, a loss. Like a win would catapult them in the top standing, but hmm. a loss, they stay about the same. So you just want to go there healthy, like just keep the goalie healthy, like keep Huska, like stick up for him, but you don't have to push that far. Once it started getting physical, I think that's when um, the Rangers kind of shifted their mentality to let's just get out of here tonight. It's not in the cards. Let's just pack up and go home. And the Avalanche uses this to build going forward because we have Detroit Friday night. So I I think, yeah, you could kind of take it with a grain of salt, but it was more beneficial for us to walk out with a win than the Rangers really didn't have a lot on the line. What do you, uh, yeah. Kyle, and I, go ahead, John. Well, I was just going to say, I, I absolutely agree with that, Kyle. This is more of a, you know, a boost for the avalanche than it was like, you know, a devastating loss for the Rangers. Um, but you know, something I wanted to ask both of you hmm. uh, as it pertains to the avalanche, obviously, you know, the last couple of seasons, including this season, uh, the Avs go in, if they're not the Stanley Cup favorite, they're like top two, top three at the at the bare minimum. And, you know, maybe didn't storm out of the starting blocks this season the way that certain people were expecting them to. But, you know, you guys just mentioned they've gone 3-1-1 one, and one on this road trip. Um, is there a belief, do you guys, especially with this win here tonight, is there like a confidence that, okay, the Avs are back, they're going to be one of the best teams in the league, they're going to be a force come playoff time, all that good stuff. I mean, are you there yet, After especially after this game tonight? Go ahead, Kyle. I, it's hard to say the Avs are back because we haven't seen the Avalanche healthy pretty much all year. Like, we're still waiting on JT Comfort to come in. Um, I believe he might be clear for Friday. Um, the goalie position, it's, I mean, we just sent Francois down to Loveland to play with the Eagles. Like, I don't think you could say the Avs are back because you really don't know who's on your Avalanche squad. Um, I think it's just really right now the Avalanche are trying to find Mojo and try some cohesion. And games like tonight prove yourself and what can work with going forward. So it's tough to say the abs are back and the slow starts to be expected with the injury problems we've sustained. But 
I mean, it's a slow start, but that means we can pack that on to the end of the season where we need it. <laughs> I'm uh, I'm gonna make this easy for you. Yes. Uh, yeah, I, I do. I, I, I think they are. I think w- with the way that they've been scoring, uh, that is, it is a very positive note, um, at the clip that they are scoring. Uh, if they were just eking out wins here and there, um, then you might be like, well, uh, to, it would be kind of more what Kyle was saying. Like, yeah, you're still have some injuries that you're recovering from. Um, I'm not saying everything has been perfect because the defense has been struggling. Um, I thought it was a a lot better tonight and it's amazing how Darcy Kemper returns. And then all of a sudden the defense plays a little bit better. Um, But that's been the Achilles heel so far is uh, they've almost had the mentality of, we just need to outscore you. And um, you know, sometimes when your offense is not working, like it wasn't, was not in Toronto, uh, that's going to backfire on you. So you don't you didn't have the defense to back it up, and when your offense is not on uh, their game, uh, you you have a defense to to kind of rely on, and then you can eke out wins. They haven't been doing that; it's just been outscoring people, and that's fun for for guys like me and Kyle to watch. But you do want to see the defense start being the the defense from like last season and a couple seasons ago because they are a very solid defensive team. Go ahead, go. The way the Avalanche are playing this year, like a good sports comp, is how the Golden State Warriors got started with how they relied on just shooting the three, and that was the way you stopped them. Like, if you can eliminate the three, like, that was how you stopped the Warriors. And, like, the Avalanche, that's what they're doing. We're here to outscore you. If you could stop us from scoring, you're going to beat our defense, which is a little shaky, and our goaltenders that are unproven. But if we can get ahead of you and start scoring at will, that's where we have the upper hand. Mm. Yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, let's hear from a couple sponsors and then uh, we will continue this talk. Um, but first, we're going to hear from Stat Hero. And no one plays daily fantasy sports to lose. Winning, like the Avalanche did over the New York Rangers, feels so much better. But traditional fantasy sports are a long term losing proposition because you never know who or what you are up against. Stat Hero is the first of its kind daily fantasy sports platform where it is you versus the house in a head to head fantasy matchup, and it's winner take all. The crazy part is Stat Hero shows you their lineup before you play, and you handpick the team you want to face them on a one on one basis. This never-before-seen innovation of fantasy sports and sports betting hybrid has Stat Hero players docking odds that are over four times better. And why? It's because you don't have to compete against thousands of experts or unknowns. Stat Hero puts you in control of your fate. And with Stat Hero, you are in control of the stakes. You decide how much you're going to play for, and Stat Hero has no choice but to take it because they're daring you to beat them. So sign up for free right now at stathero.com slash hockey and use the promo code hockey for a 100% deposit match. That is stathero.com slash hockey, and the promo code is hockey, again, for a 100% match. Once again, start the website stathero.com slash hockey and make sure you use it. Promo code hockey terms and conditions apply. Also, New sponsor, Stance. Stance is an apparel website, and uh, we were just checking it out. I think the only, like, the biggest selling point for me, there's a whole Wu-Tang section up on Stance. So 
uh, I, I, are you guys like buying stuff as I'm talking this? I mean, who doesn't want some Wu Tang swag? I mean, you have to, right? It's 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 yeah. it's a definite. So, uh, what did you say, Kyle? Oh, what I said that selection. Yeah, the Wu Tang uh, Clan selection is nothing to f with. <laughs> uh, founded in 2009, but they have more than just Wu Tang stuff. They have uh, socks, underwear, apparel. Um, and it was founded in 2009. It's an apparel stance. Apparel represents a radical reinvention of socks, underwear, and active apparel with a sharp focus on comfort, quality, and creativity. Stance brings an atypical aesthetic alongside some of pop culture's hottest collaborators for the ultimate in style and self-expression, because everything you wear should be a direct extension of who you are and how you feel. And you can go to or excuse me, Stance believes that the perfect fit matters more than fitting in those uh, that those who feel good do good. Go see for yourself. Register for an account at Stance.com. Get 15 percent off your first purchase. Use the promo code locked on at checkout to apply and enjoy the color and comfort of a life less ordinary with Stance. All right. Uh, so for. For us, it you know this is two games in a row. The the game a couple of days ago in Philly, and Philly's going through a, a, obviously a rough patch, and then this game uh, in New York, that's two arenas that can get pretty raucous that were kind of very quiet, and yeah. you get you understand it from Philly's point of view right now, uh, but to hear MSG like you could hear a pin drop when that team is rolling. Yeah, I get it. You're, there's nothing really to root for in this game. Uh, it was it not eerily quiet to you, John. Uh, a little bit, and I, I think part of it might almost be the shock. I mean, it's not realistic to think that any team can keep winning at the rate that the Rangers were winning. I mean, again, they came in winning 11 out of 12. I think part of it, the fans might have been in shock at what they were seeing because <laughs> you're. I mean, as a fan, you're just getting so used to seeing this team go out and um, just kind of find a way to get it done. And, you know, if that score had just been maybe like three to two going into the third period, I think MSG still would have been rocking. I sure. think there still would have been a belief among the fans and the players that like, yeah, the Rangers can still win this game. You know, they, they've won a couple games in this fashion uh, during this winning streak. But, man, I mean, they, they were really in a hole at that point. I believe it was six to two going into the third period. And at that point, I mean, you never know what can happen. The Rangers can obviously score some goals, but obviously you don't like your chances. And, uh, yeah, it just was not the Ranger night. And I think at that at that point, the fans kind of knew it as well. What was going? It just seemed like the Avalanche could just do whatever they wanted to. Uh, they they were just carrying pucks into the zone with with no pressure. Um, even when they had the puck in the offensive zone, I've never seen the Avalanche have that much space all season long. And I think teams know like they can't do that for them. They can't allow them to have all that space because they can do damage. And when you are, uh, you know, like a Ranger team that has a a a goalie with his first game ever, and you're allowing the Avalanche that much time and space. I'm not surprised it was seven to three, but what what was different? About, I, mean, I can't assume the Rangers play that style of defense all the time. No, they don't. I mean, I, I thought against the Blackhawks, they played them last night. In the first right. period, there, there was a little bit of that. I kind of joked on my last episode that both teams, the, the Rangers and the Blackhawks in the first period, just forgot to defend the slot area. It, it just felt like, uh, both teams, when they went in, they just had a, a red carpet uh, 
you know, rolled open for them to, to just go in and get their scoring chance. But, you know, the Rangers kind of course corrected as that game went on. They defended a lot better in the second and third periods. Uh, tonight, like I said, man, I, I think they just weren't sharp. They just yeah. half stepped slow. And I just file it under one of those nights because, no, they, they have not been uh, that porous defensively this season. Maybe a little bit at the start of the season when they were kind of relying on Igor Shesterkin to do everything, but certainly not over these past, you know, two, three, maybe two or three weeks or maybe even the, the last month in general there. Um, but, uh, there was a player that I wanted to ask you guys about, cause I'm not really all that familiar with him. And of course the Rangers and the Avs, they don't play each other, uh, that often, uh, but Logan yeah. O'Connor, you know, he scores a couple of goals for you guys. I believe it was two goals in 22 seconds and both of them, I mean, highlight real goals again, not that the mm -hmm. Rangers did a whole lot to slow him down on these plays, but man, did he look good on this? I mean, what can you tell us about this kid? Uh, no, you can't have him. <laughs> Stay away. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Well, you can go have ahead. Adam Fox, so there you go. Yeah, no, yeah. Uh, go ahead, Kyle. You can take him. He's really been breaking out this year. Um, he's skill and speed are Logan O'Connor's is his two big things. And this year he's really come into firm. You can see a lot of the same breakout in uh, Alex Newhook as well. Um, but Logan O'Connor, like he was it's almost like he was due for one of these nights with the output and the production he's had this year. And uh this on a grand stage in the Mecca of sports, he had his coming out party. I mean, two goals in 22 mm. seconds. It's pretty incredible, mm. but yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's one of those that you want to keep your eye on. Um, but yeah, he, he's been due for a production night like this for quite some time. Yeah. He, he's, he's a guy in avalanche circles that people have been, been watching closely uh, waiting for, for waiting for this to happen. Um, him kind of really have this coming out party. He started the year out on the fourth line, which is, you know, where, where he probably should have been. And with the injuries that the avalanche have had, um, especially recently to Nathan McKinnon, he, he took over Nathan McKinnon's spot on the top line. So he has ascended, uh, beautifully over the, the past couple of seasons. And, um, he is an exciting player when the abs are on a penalty kill. Um, I, I don't know how many he's got two or three shorthanded goals this year, but, um, mm -hmm. it's almost like every game he at least gets an opportunity of a shorthanded goal. He, he, he just has incredible, uh, ability to, to kind of read what's happening on a, on a penalty kill. And he just knocks a puck loose and away he goes. And he just had a, I think he had a helper against Philly on a shorthanded goal to Eric Johnson. So yes, he's got speed. He's, you know, he has uh offensive power. Um, he, he's really like the whole package. And, and I've had Connor McGahee who, who uh, calls the avalanche games on the radio. And he says there, he jokingly said there's times where he's flying up and down the ice and it looks like he's number 29 in Nathan McKinnon and not number 25. Like he, he's got that kind of speed. So he, he's one of those diamond in the rough guys that we've been waiting for this to happen. And it's, it's exciting to watch him kind of have this opportunity. It's great. What are you going to say, Kyle? No. Um, yeah, definitely. Logan O'Connor. And it's an evidence of like Chris mentioned, like injuries and the course of the season. You have a lot of names I haven't heard of that are having breakout seasons. Well, the Avalanche. You would have asked anybody and told them that Nazem Kadri would be the top scorer on the Avalanche this year. 
they would have probably laughed yeah. you out of the building. But that's the kind of year the Avalanche are getting because they're having to rely on production from different positions and different years this year because of the injury. And it was, I think, it was Logan O'Connor and Nathan McKinnisgog on the top line tonight. And I think Nico was down on the second line for a couple of those shifts. So that should times. tell you, like, yeah, it should tell you his how highly Bednar and Sackett think Logan O'Connor is going forward into this middle portion of the schedule. Yep. Yeah, that, that can really be a lot of fun when you've got a team. I mean, for, for starters, the Avalanche are a great team, but when you start getting guys that are overachieving and contributing in ways that you didn't know they were going to contribute, that's when hockey is a lot of fun, and that's when you start mm. getting really excited about you know everything that your team can possibly accomplish that season. And, you know, I figure we'll we'll keep the conversation rolling in just a second here, guys. I want to get your take on the whole uh, Truba situation. He was kind of a marked man for the Avs tonight. Uh, yes. but, first, but first, let's go ahead and uh, tell everybody about Primal Origin Oils. Got beard? Get primal. You heard me right. Got beard? Get primal. If you or someone you care about has a beard, it needs to get primal. Maybe you're that guy who has never considered the benefits of treating your beard with product. Primal Origin Oils will stop the itch and make your beard look healthy and groomed. The products are free from harmful synthetic ingredients and with low impact on our planet. Primal Origin Oils makes bombs, oils, and whipped butter that are renowned as the best feel in beard products available. All products are fair trade certified and handcrafted in the USA. The combo kits make a great holiday gift, and if you're shopping for yourself, you'll be glad you did. We know that every company claims to have the best, but Primal Origin Oils challenges you to compare their ingredients and the feel in beard to the other products you've used. We promise you will see and feel the difference. Remember the code Locked On gets you 20% off at PrimalOriginOils.com. Use the code Locked On at checkout for 20% off. And uh, hey, Kyle, do you want to tell everybody about Bet Online there? I do. Before we get to Truba the Guna. I want to talk to you about <laughs> Bet Online. Um, Bet is. Online. <laughs> Bet Online has you covered when it comes to your season's uh, prop bets, your odds, and your line. Um, better than ever before as football season continues into the playoffs. Bet Online remains your number one spot for all the sports action this season. You can head over to Bet Online right now and check out their new updated desktop. And mobile website and sign up today and receive your free 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use promo locked on to receive your bonus from basketball, football, HL, boxing, UFC, even down to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers for this 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports, because bet online is where the game starts. Don't forget to use that promo code locked on for that 50% bonus. That is betonline.ag. All right. Uh definitely want to get to the the Truba hit because that's uh you know because of the one that happened with uh the Blackhawks the night before and then this one not only the hit but being on, you know, the Avalanche Golden Boys, Mr. Nathan McKinnon. Uh, Avalanche fans are not too happy about it, clearly. If you follow me on Twitter, I posted it. It was kind of a clean hit, if you ask me. Like, I'm not going to sugarcoat it just because I'm an Avalanche fan. Uh, say, like, you know, oh, that was the worst hit in the history of the NHL. Like, he should be suspended for the remainder of the season. 
McKinnon had his head down. And again, you know, he's got to know where he is and know he's in open ice. And, and he normally doesn't do that. He normally is very aware of his surroundings. He let his guard down for a second. Truba took advantage. Was it a hard hit? Absolutely. There's no doubt about it. Was it a dirty hit? I'm not going there. I, I don't believe it was a dirty hit. And um, I don't, if he did get a little bit of his head first, I don't think he was aiming for his head. Um, I, maybe I have Avalanche fans listening to this right now, angry at me for that, but I'm sorry. I, I've seen dirty, nasty hits. Uh, you don't have to go back that far. What, two days ago in the, the uh, Maple Leafs game? That's a dirty hit. This was just a hard hockey play, and because it was against our, our star performer, uh, maybe we want to get a little bit more anima- and animated about it than, than normal. Uh, what, what do you what do you take on this, John? Yeah, I mean, overall, I think, like you said, I think overall this was a clean hit. It was eerily reminiscent of the hit that uh, that Truba put on Kyra last night against the Blackhawks, but mm-hmm. I thought both of them were shoulder yeah. to chest. If there was slight head contact on one or the other, like you said, Chris, I don't think he was necessarily aiming for it. Um, and, and by the way, this is the second straight game now where Jacob Truba has the Gordie Howe hat trick. You don't see that every day. Back to back. Two Howe in a row. Trick. Oh, nice. Two in a row. In a row yeah. Wow. So, so, um, but the other part of this, you know, I will say, you know, obviously he lays out McKinnon and then Landis Cog is challenging Truba to a fight. I don't have a problem with that either because, you know, no. looking, I'll say the same thing that I said after the Blackhawks game last night, even though I think these were both clean hits, I don't have any issues. Th- this is how it goes in the NHL these days. If somebody lays out one of your guys, especially a star player. And of course, last night, uh, Kyra ended up being stretchered off. Uh, there's a very good chance that the player that delivered that hit is going to be a marked man for the rest of the night. And he's probably going to have to fight at a certain point. And we saw that in both of these recent games. So again, I, I do think it was a clean hit. You know, Truba, he's he's a vicious hitter, man. I mean, if he gets a chance, he will absolutely lay you out. But I think far more often than not, he does it clean. Uh, but by that same token, like I said, I don't have any problem with... Uh, with um, you know, Landis Cog wanting to stand up for his teammate there, especially given the fact that you know McKinnon is the big time star player and uh, one of the best players in the league. But Kyle, I'll, I'll go ahead and get your thoughts on it as well. I have a I have a kind of a follow up to that as well that I was curious about watching this game tonight. I know you guys brought in Ryan Reeves for this new improved physicality and kind of like your answer to Tom Wilson is how it was billed. But when Revo was so kind of invisible tonight and Truba is now all over is is this par for the course this year has he been more physical now that he's got revo to protect him or is this just something new that we're only seeing because it's going viral like is this something that we should expect when the avalanche face the rangers again next week yeah i mean truba hits i, I don't think this is really anything new i think obviously over these last two nights it stood out a little bit more because they were such big hits of course Last night, unfortunately, Kyra gets stretchered off. And, you know, all the best to him. It sounds like he's going to make a full recovery. So that's obviously good news. And then, of Mm -hmm. course, tonight, you know, he takes out one of the best players in hockey. He doesn't take him out, but, you know, knocks him to the ice. Um, So I think, you know, the fact that it's happened twice in two nights and has, um, you know, come against a high-profile player in McKinnon, that naturally gets a little bit more attention. But, you know, Truba is one of those guys. um, He does draw the ire of Ranger fans every now and then. And I think part of the reason is he makes $8 million a season. So people expect him to be an elite defenseman. But I've been talking about on my show, like, I don't know what people want from this guy. He goes out there. He's a big time hitter. He's a tone setter. Um, 
You know, he, he just comes to play every single night. And this is what Ranger fans wanted. You know, everybody wanted this team to get tougher and more physical so and, true. and all that good stuff. And I'm like, this guy's been giving this to you for, for two and a half seasons now. So, um, you know, I, I like Truba. I like his game. And he's he's got to be careful. You know, the, these both these hits have been somewhat questionable. But I think they do fall a little bit on, on the clean side as opposed to the dirty side. I agree. I agree. Um, and, and like I said, I think because it's... Uh, it, who was on the receiving end of the one, at least, you know, last night, um, it's going to get talked about a little more, but I, I, I'm just not going there. Like, you know, hockey is a, a tough sport um, and I'm not putting fully the blame on Nathan McKinnon, but you know, he, he, he was stre- is stretching out, reaching for the puck. And when you're doing that, your focus is on that trying to control the puck. And he had his head down just for a little bit too long and Truba took advantage of it. And that's, you know, if it was dirty, I would call it dirty. Trust me. Um, yeah. But I, I didn't. I didn't think it was dirty. It was hard. It was. It was a hard hit. Uh, but I'm not going to go to the dirty end. Um, kind of forward thinking a little bit. You know, these two teams play each other again next week in Colorado. Expecting a much different uh, Shesterkin should be back by then, right? I think so. He's actually eligible to come back on Friday. Um, okay. I'm not so sure he will, because I think if he'll be back on Friday, they, they might have gone to Georgiev again tonight, rather yep. than throwing the kid out there against this elite scoring team. Um, but I get the feeling he'll be back by by the next game against Colorado. We'll see. Well, this this was obviously the, the second game of a back-to-back for the Rangers. The next week will be the first game of a back-to-back for the Rangers uh, against the, the Avalanche. So it will be, I mean, doesn't matter. They, they have a, a really good duo in Georgiev and Shesterkin. So whoever the ads are going up against, uh, kind of what we were talking about in the beginning. Uh, tonight or last night, depending on when you're listening to this, um, maybe it wouldn't have made a difference because that's the second game of the back-to-back. Next week, I think we're getting a whole different animal uh, for a number of reasons. One, because the goalie situation is going to be different for the Rangers and because of what the Avalanche just did to the Rangers. The, the, they're not happy. Rangers are a good team and they're in a good spot. Uh, maybe you poked a, a bear a little bit, but for the Avalanche, the you know the bear's got to come into your den and and take care of business, which is not easy to do. And the on the other side of it, when you look at stats, uh, you know quickly for for the Rangers, whoa, what is that? Hold on, I hear something. Yeah, I think you know what it was. It was. Uh, I got the ESPN app out and, you know, they want to throw ads up like every 10 seconds on their, <laughs> on their uh, website because they don't make enough money ESPN. They got to, yeah, you know, clearly ads crazy. Um, <laughs> so the, the Rangers, you know, last night, where am I here? Panarin, he had an assist, a minus three, uh, Ryan Strom, a minus four, Zabinajad, nothing, no, no goals, no assists, a minus one. Um, there was some, oh, uh, Adam Fox, no goals, no assists, a minus three. Truba did have a goal and assist. He was still a minus two. I mean, the numbers are going to be ugly when it's seven to three. Um, that's another thing that you don't expect. I mean, you didn't hear names like Panarin all night long. You, you, Fox yeah. maybe a little bit in the beginning. You, you, you didn't hear Zabinijad, his name being called out. It was just like the the avalanche. I think it was a combination of the avalanche taking them out of the game, and like you've been saying the whole episode, John, it was just kind of time for a, a, this type of game to happen to the Rangers. 
Yeah, I, I think there's some truth to that. And, um, you know, obviously a lot of the brand names on the Rangers didn't have big nights. They didn't look particularly dangerous, didn't really create a lot of scoring opportunities. Uh, I will say the one silver lining here, as far as, you know, the score sheet is concerned, uh, Philip Edel ends up with a goal and an assist in this game. And he's somebody, you know, it's hard to believe he's still just 22 years old because this is actually uh, his fifth season with the Rangers. I mean, his first season was only like a handful of games. Um, but he's somebody, former first-round pick, they're trying to get him going a little bit, and um, I think that's maybe a silver lining is that you know he got on the score sheet twice tonight. Uh, so that's obviously a positive. Hopefully he can carry that into the next couple of games here. But uh, I did have a question for both of you guys about the Avalanche. And Chris, this is something we talked about when we did our offseason uh, crossover. But obviously, Philip Grubauer no longer with the team. Uh, he's with Seattle, and I don't think it's really gone all that great for him. I haven't checked his stats recently. But yeah, um, Darcy, Darcy Kemper's on the team now, and seems to be having a pretty solid season. Is there a belief, and this is a question for both of you guys, that he can be the guy, he can be, you know, a Stanley Cup winning caliber goalie there in Colorado? I think when he came in, that was the idea. The You know, the Avs, part of it was the Avs defense is so good. It doesn't really matter to an extent who's back there because he's only going to be facing 18, 19, you know, 25 shots at the most. Um, and that hasn't happened. So now, you know, they, they do need a, a goalie to uh, be a, a number one ace. Has Kemper been that? Started off rough. Uh, you're seeing glimpses of it along the way. But um, and he just came back from injury. You know, today was his first day back after a, a, an injury. So I, I think it's still to be determined for him. But I think the the confidence is still there in Darcy Kemper that over the course of a season, he can be that guy. What do you think, Kyle? Uh, uh, exactly. I agree with everything Chris said. Like you, John, you brought up Grubauer. You see Grubauer in an avalanche sweater and what he looks like out of an avalanche sweater. And it's one of those that like jo uh, Joe Sackett had Darcy Kemper picked out because of his performance in the playoffs when uh, Arizona and Colorado went up against each other. Just I think it was a season or two ago. Um, he picked him out for what he can do. And it's one of those that the defense, when they're clicking, I mean, uh, Johansson was the backup for Buffalo and they made him a serviceable goalie. And we have, we just got glimpses of Eustace Ananen and he's really young and going to develop into a good um, starting goalie eventually over the years. But the goalie position is not really a problem because of that, the defense. And again, like we mentioned earlier in the episode, when the avalanche are scoring, I could stand back there and we can win a game or two. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. I mean, and, and with Kemper, I mean, to, to your point there, Kyle, anybody who can put up like pretty good numbers with the Arizona Coyotes, you take him from there and you throw him on a team like Colorado. I mean, for starters, he just hit the jackpot, but you also mm -hmm. figure his numbers are just going to be that much better with, you know, a far better supporting cast. So uh, before before we wrap it up, uh, one, one of the listeners to the show, Rob, uh, just sent me he was at the game. He lives in he lives in New York City. He's a tattoo artist in, in New York City. He was at the game and he just sent me. I don't know if you can see that. That is him. That stick belongs to Gabriel Landeskog. Whoa. Oh, that's awesome. He, he went cool. over. He said with about like, I think he said seven seconds left. He ran over to uh, that. There's that side of the ice and he must have tossed it up to him. That That's. Hey, I mean, you know, wow. if you're wearing the opposing team's sweater, yeah, uh, like the away team sweater, excuse me. I feel like you get a better chance of that happening for you because there's only uh, yeah. so many Colorado Avalanche fans in the garden. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I've been one of them. I have been one of them in MSG. Nothing but nice people. 
uh, when, when you when you're an uh, opposition going into Madison Square Garden. I think it helps because it's the avalanche like, you know, yeah, I'm wearing no like there. flyers or, or like Islander stuff. Exactly. I might be treated exactly. a little bit differently, but uh, when I'm the avalanche, I'm, I'm harmless. So and especially when we're at Bronco stuff going to like a Giants and Jets game. There's a lot of orange in that arena and that stadium uh, when the Broncos come to town. So, yeah. Um, all right, gentlemen, I think that will uh, wrap it up. Uh, I think both of us are or all three of us are looking forward to next week. Kyle and I, because let's see if you know how they respond again to maybe a little bit more difficult uh, opponent with a, a, a more uh, prestigious goalie in net and for John to atone for the loss. Right. Oh, 100%. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I think by default it has to go better than it went tonight. Yeah, so uh, a different game all around, I think, and uh, just less than a week from now. So uh, I think that's going to wrap it up for us. John, you want to throw out where people can follow you? Yeah, um, I'm on Twitter, at jchick17, or if you want to follow the uh, Twitter page of the podcast itself, it's at LO underscore NY underscore Rangers. Awesome. And you know where you can find Kyle, Mr. Shaggy Von Doom, and you can find me, uh, LOP and underscore Avalanche. And uh, that is going to wrap it up for today, man. Let's uh, do these again because the the Rangers are my East Coast team. So we'll do this uh, many other times. We'll also do it when they're playing each other in the Stanley Cup Finals. Hey, now. Hey, man. My my prediction of, of Avs Islanders doesn't seem to be going that well right now. So I would gladly <laughs> sub in the Rangers. So that yeah. works for me too. Yeah. All right. All right, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. And uh, yeah, you can catch Kyle and I uh, tomorrow on Locked on Avalanche, as well as go check out John on his uh, Friday episode of Locked on New York Rangers. All right, everyone. Have a good afternoon, evening, morning, whenever you're listening. And uh, we'll see you guys tomorrow. See ya.